What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to The Boochcast. This week, we are continuing my recap of Dragon Con, as my guest is none other than Teresa Patterson, who is the track director for The Armory. 
Now, as I mentioned on the last Dragon Con episode, Teresa was the one who helped me get the interview with Kevin Dockery, which I encourage everyone to go back and listen to if you haven't already, because it will give you a better understanding of what the armory as a whole is all about. Now, my interview with Kevin mostly revolved around the guns and explosives. This time around, Teresa and I talk about the blades and medieval weaponry section, as that is her area of expertise. So sit back and enjoy as the booch goes one-on-one with Teresa Patterson. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Vinny from The Regular Guy Show. I am have I'm, you're just now listening after we just got done having a great, uh, little off-topic conversation uh, with uh, Teresa of the Armory. Um, first of all, I want to say, um, I'm loving what I'm seeing in the Armory. I just got a chance to check out uh, some of the guns around here. I saw some of the, the swords earlier, and I remember earlier I saw you come by, and I couldn't help it over here, you said something about... I heard something about metal bikinis, and I just knew I had to. I knew I had to talk. To, I knew I had to talk to this person because I was very, very intrigued. So, uh. actually, I'm the track director for the Armory. I'm a writer also, and uh, also write military stuff as well as science fiction and fantasy. Uh, and so, I was kind of directed to the administrator. So it is my job to herd all the guys with guns and knives and swords. Yes, I remember earlier we were we were trying to talk and you were telling me that you know you had a lot of fires to put out, so I can see that you're they definitely they're definitely putting you to work here, Dragon Con. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I work harder for less money doing this than all my other jobs put together. <laughs> oh, trust me, as a radio person, I can relate. <laughs> I was actually my degree is in radio television, so I get that. Really? Yeah, really. Cool. Where at? Uh, I got it at UT Arlington. Cool. In Texas. Did you go to any? Did you work in any uh, radio stations or TV stations no, before you got into this? No, I did not. I actually discovered quickly that was right at, without dating myself too badly, at the the birth of cable, and all of a sudden no one was willing to pay money for someone with an RATV degree because cable was in its infancy and anybody could go on the air, and so for a while it was like the death of broadcasting. And uh, even friends of mine who've been in broadcasting for all their lives were suddenly being shown the door. And so, no, I, I was a horse trainer. I was a singer. As a matter of fact, I got hired into my current day job because I was a singer. I've actually been working for the last umpty years as uh, a balloon sculptor. I can build anything you can imagine out of balloons as long as you don't mind it being big. And uh, unfortunately, you're radio, so it doesn't do any good to show your audience, but uh, uh, I will show you one of my favorite sculptures, which is somebody finally hired us to build the Starship Enterprise. Wow, I gotta see this. I have definitely gotta see this. And uh, if you have any visual connections, I can send you a link so you can see it. But uh, we don't normally get to do sci-fi stuff, but every now and then... Whoa, that is amazing. And to give you an idea of scale... Wow, you built it exactly to scale. Well, I mean, it's scale. It's smaller than the real one, of course, but it's scale. Uh, it's big, and then at that same event, they said, oh, well, we want something Star Wars, so we just, this one we planned, <laughs> this one we made up on the spot. Wait, that, that was just right there, right at the, right at the at convention? But this was a, a senior prom. Oh, a senior prom, okay. It wasn't even a convention. I, sorry, Conventions just... don't have that kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> and, this is, and this is the scale on the ad ad. Wow, that is cool. 
Yeah. Of course, before you were talking, we were talking about uh, the medieval, the medieval stuff in there, and you were talking a lot about the uh, the tournaments. And um, I don't want to sound crude, but I gotta ask the question: What goes on? What, what happens with the metal bikini thing? Oh, the, the metal bikini thing came up for two reasons. One is I have a program panel, a writer's panel, later in the convention tomorrow where we're going to talk about writing armor correctly and the fact that one of the classic tropes of fantasy is that you see all these illustrations of women warriors in chainmail bikinis. And back in the day, I was a costumer at conventions and have actually worn chainmail bikinis as a costume because they're cool. But as a, something to fight in, they are stupid and ridiculous. Red Sonia <laughs> is a cool co- a character, uh, taking nothing against her, but she had to be a super good sword fighter to survive wearing nothing but a chain, chainmail bikini because that's a ridiculous style of armor. Uh, it, it solves nothing other than maybe distract the men so that you can kill them because they're too busy looking at the assets. Yes, that would that would definitely put the guy at a disadvantage. If it was a culture where they weren't used to seeing that, perhaps. But if you're in a culture where that's normal, you're dead. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Eventually, eyes do become desensitized to exactly, exactly. To, think, to things like that. And um, and I was and it was weird because as I was uh, on the the martyr train coming to DragonCon, I did meet somebody that was talking a lot about these medieval tournaments a little bit. Like I thought he had a I thought he had a costume, but he had one of those like jacket like things. I can't remember what he called it. Gamazon? I think it's something like that. Yeah, Gamazon, okay. yeah, that was it. And he was telling me like a little bit about it that they have these like tournaments and stuff. Uh, he would have been one of our fighters coming in from. See, this is a real. Okay, let back up a little. We are hosting um, Hema, and the Palmetto Knights are one are part of the armory. And what the Palmetto Knights are is a team of fighters that they are like a sports team like, you know, a football team or a baseball team, except that their sport is live steel medieval combat. And they compete all over the world, mostly in Europe at this point, but all over the world as a professional sport. And we are fortunate enough to have them as part of the armory and as a first for any convention anywhere, DragonCon is hosting one of these live steel tournaments here today at DragonCon, where it's an invitational and approved fighters who fight in this kind of, of professional sport bring their gear in and can be part of this tournament to see who wins the Dragon's Cup. We actually have two tournaments, the Dragon's Cup, which is a, a tournament fought in basic medieval style, including, I think, some melee style, and a HEMA tournament, which is a longsword tournament, which is fought uh, more with Gamazon and longsword and not the armor. And it's a different style, uh, more reminiscent of fem- fencing or kendo. Okay. In both cases, we have a giant steel cage to protect the audience that these fighters are, are fighting in. Because that's the only way to have the audience where they can watch them and not be at risk. Because this is full-on, live steel, nobody's pulling anything, nothing is choreographed, combat. And yeah, they, that was going to be my next question, if they're choreographed or actual fights. This is actual fights. We, 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 everybody wants to win, but we have no idea. We have no idea who is actually going to win. Uh, and there are women and men. It is not all for, for men. 
and and a lot of the tournaments, the in in the big international tournaments, they break it up into groups. So women fight women, and men fight men. Uh, and the women are relatively new to the scene, but here in our tournament, the women and men fight as equals. Wow. Absolutely as equals, and uh, not unheard of for the women to win, because uh, it's about skill and and dexterity as well as strength. And has anyone ever uh, protested that? Like, have you had any like any complaints about the guys and the girls uh, fighting each other? No, we've only done this. This will be the second annual tournament. Third year they've been here fighting. The first year was a demo demo year. This is the second actual tournament. Last year was the first tournament. So far, everybody just loves them. Uh, we've heard no hint of protest about that at all. Okay. Like, well, because I know that some, there are, like, I know, for example, uh, I'm a wrestling fan, and I, I usually cover wrestling for my, for, uh, for the regular show, and I know that in WWE, they don't let the guys and the girls mix it up because apparently some audience members, you know, frown upon it, even though wrestling's choreographed. So that's why I was, well, I that's why I was have, curious on that. I think we have an advantage in that if you don't know ahead of time who's who, you can't tell until they take their helmets off afterwards. Wow. That's that's a great way to go about it. I like it. So if you're not paying attention to who's armoring up or to the names of the combatants, you cannot tell, obviously, by looking who is who uh, in most of the cases. Okay. And one of our tiniest women is one of our fiercest fighters. She's over there. Uh, they just had the first round of the, of the main tournament uh, earlier today. And then tonight at um, 4... Yeah, 4 o'clock, they're going to have the final round of the tournament, so I don't know who's going to win, but she is definitely in there trying to win. Uh, I think we have three female fighters in the tournament. Uh, I don't know how many male fighters we have, but everybody is fighting equally for one. We unfortunately don't have enough time and space as part of Dragon Con to break it down into separate uh, groups, and we certainly don't want to tell any group that, oh, you can't fight because we can't break it up. Absolutely. And um, and I heard from, and I also um, I also heard, this, this is a rumor that I heard, I understand that when you guys have the fights, um, I understand the swords are designed in a way so that even though there is fierce combat, there's no risk of someone that, like getting, like, you know, seriously hurt or killed. I mean, like, accidents can happen, like, with someone getting hurt, but I heard that the well, swords are designed, like, rounded or something. They're, or not, they're not sharpened. They're, they're, they're edged, but they're not sharpened. So they're, they're, the style is, is full-on regular combat. They're, they're actually designed more like jousting combat weapons would have been in the Middle Ages. Okay. The, the, the jousting lances for the uh, sport of jousting and the jousting swords when they were doing the battles with jousting were steel, but they were not sharply edged like they would have been for combat with an enemy. People still got cut and died, but not as easily. And in this case, the combination of swords that are blunted, they are not safe. They're just blunted where they're not sharp, sharp. Yeah. And the fact that the armor is very, very good uh, and is tested before anyone is allowed to fight in it. Absolutely. They have to be trained. They have to have their armor tested and approved. Um, there is a process, so no one gets into the, the ring without being approved that they know what they're doing and their armor is up to snuff and their weapons are correct and all of that. 
but it would still be possible to, to do serious damage, you know, if the armor ever failed or if something happened. They're not pulling punches. They're not trying to hurt each other, yeah. but they're trying to score. Absolutely. Like, and, that's, and that's what I was definitely always trying to clarify. Because like, like I said, accidents could happen in any sporting event, right. you know, things could happen. But obviously you're doing everything, you guys do everything you can to, you know, make sure these guys are protected before they go out into the fight. So there's, absolutely. so everything's done the proper way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there are there are marshals who check this stuff, and there are marshals watching the fight where if they see if a piece of armor comes loose, if something starts to come undone, there are marshals uh, all around the fight to call the fight to a halt, just like there are in wrestling or any other competitive combat sport where if anything looks like it's going to become hazardous or dangerous, they call a halt, and and the competitor gets an opportunity to uh, repair qu if they can quickly or uh, forfeit if they can't. Yeah. So you give them a chance to like either reset or call or, or, or call or right. call it off. Right. Right. Absolutely. Oh, well, this definitely has my attention, and I definitely want to. I definitely want to. Uh, I definitely want to check this out. Um, now, obviously, when this airs, uh, Dragon Con will have already passed this Absolutely. weekend. So, uh, can fans expect to see this? Expect to see you guys back uh, next year? Unless uh, Dragon Con's powers that be in administration decide they don't want us, or if we have trouble getting a sponsor, then they can. We have to have commercial sponsors to afford to be oh, here, because in the case of the Knights, they have to have a substantial amount of insurance to be allowed to fight here at Dragon Con to make sure that Dragon Con has no legal liability for these, these sport battles. And for the rest of the armory, we have to have sponsors because the nature of our exhibit requires that we not only have our own security, but we have armed police protection as well. And we have to pay for that Dragon Con cannot, so we have to have sponsorships. So, so long as we get those sponsorships, and so long as Dragon Con wants us back, which so far we get along very well with them and they love us, uh, we will be here next year. Absolutely. Well, I will definitely encourage, uh, like I said, I'm definitely going to check out the show at 4 o'clock, and uh, I encourage everybody uh, listening to come back next year and check out uh, the Joust in Terms of the Hero and Teresa. I know you, like I said, I know you've been putting out fires, you've been running around, but I really want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule uh, to come sit and talk. I really appreciate it. You're and welcome. And, and hopefully, uh, if you can come back a little later today and talk to one of the actual fighters, uh, they can do much more in depth on their specialized sport than I can because, as I said, it is an international sport that we're actually trying to bring more strongly to the USA. Absolutely, and like I said, if I, as long as I got everybody's permission, I'm more than happy to talk. I'll be more than happy to do that. Absolutely. All right, thank you. Thanks for your time. All right, and that, ladies and gentlemen, was my interview with the one and only Teresa Patterson. I can honestly say she is a true Renaissance woman. From directing the armory, to being an author, to making giant balloon designs, to supervising actual battles between knights. So after the interview, Teresa invited me to the knight battle competition. It had two knights battling one-on-one -on -one with armor, swords, and shields in a UFC-like battlefield. Then at one point, there was a bunch of knights damn near killing each other in a free-for-all. 
It was, without a doubt, one of the coolest things I have ever seen, and was definitely my favorite event of the whole Dragon Con experience. Also, in addition to seeing the fights, Teresa also gave me permission to interview some of the knights who competed in the competition. At the time, only one person was available for an interview, and it happened to be Sam, the knight who became the points champion of Dragon Con. And here is what he had to say about his victory. Hey everybody, this is Vinny with the regular guys. I am here with Sam, the points champion of the night of the night jousting fights. And I was gonna say, how did it feel to uh, win the points championship today? Uh, honestly, surprising. I didn't think I did that well. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, there's there's a lot better fighters out there, and the, I'm a melee fighter, so fighting in a, in a singles format is kind of it's out of my forte. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, so, for people who may not know, what what is the difference between a a, a, a melee fight and the fight that you had? Yeah, uh, a melee fight is generally at least three on three. Uh, I can go up to 21 on 21, but as you, well, as we have a small ring, so we can't do 21 on 21. Absolutely. Uh, but a melee fight is 360 degree engagement, uh, and it's you're beating an opponent until they go to the ground. Uh, and a duel is all points based, so it's all clean weapon shots, marshals on in the corners counting up blows that you land on your opponent. So you can, so it's safe to say that you managed to win something that, uh, like you said, you were able to overcome something that was not exactly your strong suit. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so it was honestly a bit surprising to win. So, absolutely. And uh, now this now this is my first time watching something like this. So yes. I'm really just you know I'm, I'm really just trying to, to learn everything here. Like, mm -hmm. what exactly is about uh, fighting in the uh, cage that is uh, in the night fights is so appealing to you? Uh, I just like it. It's a good uh, it's a good way to show martial skill. It's a good way to build camaraderie with friends. I mean, generally what we do is we beat each other with weapons, and then afterwards we drink and tell stories about it. So. So it's a great way to actually build friendships and camaraderie out here. Absolutely. And speaking of camaraderie, um, earlier um, I was hearing about uh, Hannah mm -hmm. becoming the MVP, and I was told that that was a vote that you guys yes. all made. Mm -hmm. So when you guys got together to make this decision, what was it about Hannah that you personally made you think, this is our MVP? She had a lot of heart going into the fight. She went into a couple fights where she was outclassed. Or just, um, I fought her once, and she like I outweigh her by a good 100 pounds. Um, but she showed a lot of heart, a lot of dedication, not giving up, just always willing to stand stand and deliver and take a blow, swing up, throw a blow. So she, she showed a lot of heart and a lot of determination out there. Yes, and also I noticed um, something else before. I was hearing I was hearing throughout the fights uh, when the lady was making the announcements. There was the regular fights and there was the pro fights. Yes. Now, I'm trying to figure out the difference between the two. Is it a money thing or are there different rules? Uh, so it's not a money thing. Um, a regular, uh, so a regular fight, which is more commonly referred to as a duel. A duel is, all point, is a point-based system where it's only weapon strikes only. So if you're fighting sword and shield, sword and buckler, long sword, pole arm, whatever, you, the only shots that count are ones that weapon that the weapon lands. Okay. Uh, a pro fight is whatever you can strike on your opponent. So it could be a headbutt, a punch, a kick, um, shield bashing, uh, hitting with a weapon. So uh, takedowns. So. Awesome. And uh, how long have you been? Uh, how long have you been doing this? Uh, I've been doing steel fighting for about four years now. So. Four years. Yeah. And then I've also been doing. Uh, rattan fighting, which is similar to this, but not as um, well. I have to say not as intense, but more. It's conditioned me for this as well for about eight years. So awesome. So this is something that only happens at Dragon Con. Do you guys travel on the road? Oh, we. I'm from Seattle. We have a team up there. The Pomolero Knights, which host this tournament, are located here in the in the American South. Um, but there are teams across the country. Uh, there are events internationally. Absolutely. And where can people uh, where can people go to find more information about you guys? Uh, sure. Um, there is the Pomolero Knights. Um, there is also the Empire of Medieval Pursuits. 
Um, there is BOTN, Historical uh, Medieval Combat, also referred to as H HMB. Um, but yeah, no, if you, if you go to Google, type in uh, Pomelo Knights or Iron Phoenix or Empire Medieval Pursuits um, or USA Steel Fighting, um, it'll, it'll pop up pretty, pretty fast. Absolutely. And Sam, congratulations once again. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you so much for your time. Yes. And uh, hopefully we'll see you next year. Yeah, right. I will definitely be back here next year. Got to defend right. my title now. Absolutely. All right. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was my interview with Sam, the points champion. I could tell that he was a little loopy from the fight, so I gave him a free pass in the editing when it took him a moment to answer a question. Also, I am amazed at how serious the Knights take these fights and how they go out of their way to make sure the fighters are protected and that the rules are enforced. And if I may be so bold to say, these fights make UFC fighters look like giant pussies. So one last thing I want to say before I wrap up this episode is I'm not 100% certain if the night fights are in conjunction with the armory or not. So I don't know if this event has still been ongoing at Dragon Con over the last five years or if when the armory was taken out, this got taken out as well. But if the night fights are still part of it and you have a chance to check them out next year, please go and see them. It is badass, it is awesome, it is way more entertaining than actual UFC. And I will be, and I will say this, what I love most about it is it allows men and women to get physical, for lack of a better term, inside the cage. Men and women fight each other and they're on a level playing field. There's no political correctness, there's no snowflakes, there's no libtard bullshit. It's you're either tough or you're not. You either got it or you don't. They let the men and the women mix it up. It is totally equal and highly entertaining. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this week's episode of The Boochcast. Uh, be sure to tune in next week where I'll have my third and final interview from my time at Dragon Con airing. It will also give the continuing story of some more fun things that I did while I was at Dragon Con. As I mentioned before, I tell my whole Dragon Con story while dishing out these interviews. So be sure to tune in next week to not only hear a great interview, but hear the concluding story of my time at Dragon Con. And make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We are on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter and Instagram at theboochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Uh, go to our YouTube channel, check out all of our video content, and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. We should be getting our Dark Side of the Ring videos done very soon, so they should be up there in the coming weeks for you guys to check out. So that'll be on the YouTube channel, the Boochcast YouTube channel. And of course, follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, November the 26th for WWE Survivor Series. That's right. We'll be getting together for the Survivor Series. You can check out all the action at 8 p.m. on twitch.tv 
slash the Boochcast. And of course, we have our live D&D show coming soon, our Boochcast booking battle, and another special treat that we're still in the process of getting done. But once it's done, we're going to get it out to you guys on the Twitch channel, and you're going to love it. And of course, you guys can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three options to choose from on how you'd like to donate. Uh, the first level is 99 cents, just $1 per month. Uh, that That's for people who don't have a lot of money to spend, but would love to help us out anyway. It doesn't hurt you guys, but it helps us out a great deal. We would never ask you guys to uh, break the bank or sacrifice a, a, an important payment to help out this show. If all you can do is listen to the show and spread the link to everyone you know, you're still doing us a great service and we love you for it. But if you do want to put a little skin in the game, that first level is for you. Then we have the second level you can donate at, which is $4.99, $5 a month if you got the spending money. And the third and final level you can donate to is per month. So the most amount of money you can donate is 10. The least amount of money you can donate is a dollar. Find the budget that works for you and feel free to support the Boochcast because all the money we raise goes back into this show in some capacity. We use to upgrade our equipment. We use to bring in bigger name guests, pay our bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they're going to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And of course, if there's any money left over when that's all said and done, we feed Zachariah Scott his ramen noodles and we try to get him laid. For the new listeners out there, that last one was a joke. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. A la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.